Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for tuning in. This is the podcast where I interview creatives, entrepreneurs, artists, writers, just builders of things, and I aim to give you their insight, knowledge, experience, and more in the field that they're in. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Creative Assist, and it's at C-R-E-A-T-B-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. And today I speak with Adrian Walker. He's a talented creative photographer, also works at Visco. And we speak about Adrian's pieces called We Matter, um, Black Men in Do-Rags, a powerful message behind it. If you guys want to go ahead and check out the work that we're talking about, um, I'll leave the link down below. He also has a show um, coming up about these pieces. So if I can find the links to this, see the installation and all that stuff, more info, I'll go ahead and leave the updated links down below. But if I can't, of course, everything else will be there so you guys can check out you know, what he's about, um, as I always do. So also, I like to encourage my listeners to go ahead and leave, and uh, I was going to say leave a like. This ain't, <laughs> oh, man, but I would like to encourage my listeners to go ahead and subscribe and share, leave some feedback as well. It would be greatly appreciated. All right. So this is a good episode, guys, and you're going to enjoy this one. So let's get into it. All right, and we're live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, it's episode, well, actually, I'm not going to say the episode because I don't know when I'm going to put this out, but we should be around, I guess, 14 or 15, whatever it is. Nonetheless, um, you know, we're here. Uh, you know, I appreciate all the new listeners, all the old listeners. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for holding it down, man. Um, today we have uh, talented creative Adrian Walker. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? Hey, what's up, bro? Good, good. Good, man. Good. Um, man, I'm just, this week, man, it's been, it's been tough. Have you ever experienced burnout before? Come on, man. <laughs> Heck yeah. Are you talking about like with personal work? Just, or are you just talking about like any type of burnout? Me, like with personal work, well, not personal work, but like work, as in like the nine to five. It's just like, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is like, we do really cool things uh, yeah. at my job. Uh, I work at Visco. So, uh-huh. uh, for those who don't know, oh, actually, uh, go. Before you get there, before you get there, mm-hmm. actually, this is a good topic. Uh, so let's uh, let's just introduce who you are first, and then yeah, we we can get in the okay. Uh, so yeah, All right, cool. Yeah, listen, is a little bit about who you are and what you do. Cool. Um, I can just say my whole standard bio or just freestyle <laughs> off the top or whatever. But Jeff my name Walker. is Adrian Octavius Walker, uh, and I am I, I can call myself a mixed media artist, and I'm based in Oakland, California. Um, my work, I'm more so, uh, I'm inspired by the investigations of the black body and the dynamics of, uh, the black family and archival work related to the African American experience. So I like to play off of like old black culture and like basically storytelling. Um, I work in both film and digital format, but predominantly I analog film, you know, I shoot mostly film. Uh, my go-to is just like creating intimate portraits uh, based on like studies of like human interactions and I love being in like setting like urban areas, urban settings. Uh, basically, like I said, it's like telling stories where with where I am. Um, and I also do like installations and stuff like that. I just kind of like digged around into that when I first moved out here in Oakland, California. I uh, just wanted to, like, put my skill set somewhere else. Just take 
things to the next level. I kind of, we talked about burnout a little bit and, you know, when you're just taking photos, you see beautiful people all the time. And it's just like, oh yeah, you can just create a portrait, but you also know that that same beautiful person is going to be photographed by 10 other people right after you. Right. It's one of those things where you just kind of want to like fall back and like really like study what's around you, study what culturally uh, grabs you, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as like your own culture. And I'm like really, really like super black. Like, yeah. I love like <laughs> black things or whatever. I just love like the fact that where we come from is just so, it's just so dope, you know what I'm saying? It's so rich. And our culture is just so badass, you know what I'm saying? Everybody want to be us, you know? Everybody want a, a taste of our culture, and they don't know that it's just effortless for us. We just do this. We wake up to it. We go to sleep to it. You know what I'm saying? We eat it, yeah. we breathe it, we walk it, and it's just like that. So it's just like if I can take the art form of being black and just put it in on the on, on two pieces of bread or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's what I do. <laughs> yeah man it's it's true too you brought up a good um you, you brought up a good little i guess um topic i, I guess it's, it's a micro topic for me i want to get into it really quick though but everybody does love the culture of blackness and everybody we are the forefront of like all things creative you know the just the style just everything is just so it's just ill and people want to be a part of it in any way that they can so um uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It's it's just um, I really do like how in your work that you try and bring that out as best as you can, and it's effortless. Um, and there's something I sing on your on your site. Um, it was like actually, no way. It's actually the photo sets that you do. So that's something I really do enjoy about your work is your photo sets are they feel rich. Like I feel like there's just a person just chilling, but it, it kind of embodies, you know, the person and who they are and the culture. And, and, um, and yeah, I mean, what's, what's like kind of like your thought process when going into a set like that? Which, which ones were you referring I to? Just, um, which, I, I, I often see, it's not a particular set, but I often see. Are you like, just talking about like the, 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 yeah, the like, uh, portraits in general? Yeah. It's like lifestyle. Yeah. Like your lifestyle portraits and stuff like that, where you capture people in yeah. their element, in their living room, you know, stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, for me, that that's the thing. It's just like, why not take photographs of individuals where they are most comfortable with? You know what I'm saying? Like, why take people out of their element and put them somewhere else? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because then they have to interact with what's around them in a different way. And for me, I just want anybody to feel comfortable because I want to feel comfortable with them. You know what I'm saying? I want them to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable too. And yeah. honestly, for me, being able to take a portrait of somebody like in a living room or like possibly like doing someone's hair or if they like being outdoors is just kind of like the vibe for me and also it's a that's a conversation you know what i'm saying it's not just me taking a photo nine times out of ten like i have like one roll of film i'm shooting medium format so that's 12 photos we're talking for like a 30 minutes or 40 minutes or something like that and we're just more so like just getting to know one another or we already know. It's typically I photograph people that I already know anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's rarely ever I like photograph like strangers off the street. Um, 
So it's one of those things, like I said, it's like a conversation for me. And one of those things where you just kind of like dive deeper and you get to know a person. So for mm-hmm. me, like that's the art in itself, it's just like getting to know that individual more. And like, it's like you're gaining some like trust because you're in their space. Uh, they allowed you to be in a space and they are obviously like really comfortable for you. It's crazy. Recently, a woman reached out to me uh, through my website email and uh, I, I guess I don't need to disclose her name, but she hit me up because she saw my work and she said it felt, she felt comfortable. Mm. And it, she never met me before. I never met her before. And she had a story basically saying like she's going through like a really tough time in her life where she's about to move away from a while. She's moving with her family, her husband, her uh, her daughter. And she wanted me to photograph her at her grandmother's house where like she grew up at. She spent a lot of time there. And it was just crazy to get, and she wanted to pay me to do this. You know what I'm saying? She don't know me from the pair of print. But the photos that she saw and the people that she saw me photograph, because she know them, she went to school with them. She was like, oh, he must be a good person or he must be good at what he does. Obviously, he's good at what he does and stuff like that. So I want him to photograph me while I'm going through this really vulnerable time. And uh, it was a it was an honor, you know what I'm saying? Because I learned a lot. She put me on some dope music, uh, and I, uh, that was a takeaway. You know what I'm saying? Learning a lot from her and then her culture. She's Muslim, and man, it was just really cool. It was quick too. It was super fast. That's awesome. didn't seem rushed. And it honestly, it just felt like again, I was just more so met up with a person that I actually seen before, but I'd never seen it before. But it was just like really, really cool. And I met her family, her husband, her kid, and it was really dope to like, you know, once you have kids or whatever, that's one conversation you talk about most of these kids <laughs> right. with another parent. So that's what we were talking about the whole time. That's dope, man. And that must feel that must feel um, good as an artist because, you know, if you can, if your work can move somebody like that, you know, to let you in such a vulnerable space and, you know, allow you to get comfortable with them on that level, it, it must feel like pretty, you know, it must, like you said, it's an honor. Um, yeah, that's, that's super dope, man. Yeah, it feels really cool. Yeah, man. Um, back to that topic we were about to touch on earlier, man, um, burnout. Uh, and I brought that out because I'm in the midst of one <laughs> right now. Uh, and I was working myself just to ruin pretty much, uh, just nonstop. I'm pretty sure you, you know how it is, man. Um, it's just now I'm kind of in a, in a place where I'm trying to like meditate, just, you know, get my body back. Right. You know, just eating better, you know, sleeping more, meditating more. Um, with social media and brand building, having to constantly put yourself, you know, in a position where, you know, you have to keep a presence, you know, otherwise they'll forget you. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. what's your experience uh, about, you know, with burnout and all that? I mean, you just touched on it, you know. Um, <laughs> I too, I've been working out a lot. Uh, I've been working out for a really long time now. And I've gotten to the point where it's like I'm pretty disciplined with my workouts and stuff like that. So that's like a, like a, a form for me to get away from things uh, as far as like photography, uh, 
people work and all that type of stuff, you know. Um, so I just work out pretty hard. <clears throat> I also, you know, definitely with the food, I started like meal prepping. Shout out to a good homie of mine. Uh, I'm on his plan called Grow With O. And it's basically like a meal prep program. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't like meal prepping because I don't like leftovers like that. So it's really, really like, man, it's kind of crazy. So it's just like one of those things where I'm just like doing it. And then you said if meditation, the meditation is new for me. I actually uh, got Headspace. I don't know if you ever heard of the app. It's, a, yeah, uh, it's an app, though. It's amazing. It, it helps me out a lot. Um, yeah, and for me, it, you know, you have to learn that it's it's okay to fall back from stuff. You know, we're, we are always on. I know me, I'm always on. And a constant reminder for me, and a person that always reminds me to stop, breathe, or just like fall back some some stuff is just my wife. You know what I'm saying? She always is like she would tell me or remind me because there'd be times where I'd be like, "Hey, I'll be right back," and uh-huh. then my ass ended up being gone for like another hour because I'm socialized <laughs> or something like that. So it's just like more so like me being better at practicing coming back or like just not even going anywhere you know what i'm saying right um not necessarily having to be on a scene and stuff like that because i just once upon a time ago man i ain't gonna lie i used to feel like i was missing out on stuff you know what i'm saying but the more and more i don't do things and go to places and like don't get the latest shoes because i'm like really into fashion and clothes and shoes and all that type of stuff uh-huh it's like we can't stop that because this shit going to keep happening. It's going to keep coming out. That's Things true. are going to keep happening. Events. So it's just like, I'll make the next one. And then it's the same thing. You think you'd be like, damn, the same people are going to be at that same ass event that I missed out on last week. You know? So it's just like, it's okay. So for me, it, it took a long time for me to realize these things because like I said, I always wanted to be there and be present. But I had to think, it's like, why well, I always want to be in the presence of others in the presence of being somewhere else, and I'm not even present with my own self. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I feel that. And yeah. that's one of the things I had to realize, you know, as a 31-year-old, grown-ass man, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's okay to miss out on these things okay not to get the latest whatever because you literally about to see 12 other people with it yeah and it's just you know i don't know it's almost like i feel like we have in our brains certain like plugs or switches where it's like you switch this on you switch this on if i want to turn all this shit off and not really worry about it and really like focus and strategize on like really what's mostly important to me right and yeah Last night, I actually, man, I'm super proud of myself. Like last night, um, I, I stayed up to like four o'clock, like working on a creative brief. And this is just me turned on, but this is something I really wanted to do because I'm like super motivated right now because I'm uh-huh. about to embark on something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, and I feel like it's a good golden opportunity for me. So it's just like working on a creative brief. I was up rescanning the film because some homies are buying some pieces from me, which I think is really dope. Dumb. And I rearranged my living room 
<laughs> at four i did all this <laughs> bro i was up to 4 a.m doing all types of shit it was crazy That's uh it was a wild night and still managed to get up like around seven and like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be restless later but i would say like just doing that and taking the time out making all that stuff happen was worth it yeah i understand that for sure it's like and no go ahead and my bad. And like, like you said, back to burnout, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's when we face the whole burnout, uh, the burnout phase, or when we, when we are going through burnout, that's more so for me a reminder that, hey, you got to fall back from certain things and just kind of ease back into it because if anything, it's going to harm you in the long run and you're not going to want to do a lot of other things like yeah. around it like be around people i find myself like really not want to be around certain people or like go to certain things because it's just like you know i have this thing where when i go places then people start talking to me about work i, I kind of get anxiety because i'm like i'm off of work why are we talking about work right now you know what i'm saying <laughs> i understand that I, I i get the that exact same feeling like when people and i think it's talk to me yeah. about work. I feel the nerves already like damn come on just trying to yeah. yeah like like I just got off work and I think it's another thing like I work at a cool place you know what I'm saying so it's pretty popular and stuff like that and so I guess I can definitely understand but I don't think I've ever been like that I don't talk to none of my friends about work although I got friends that do some amazing things but I rarely ever talk about it you know what I'm saying right like we we'll, we'll check in and stuff like that or if we hit certain milestones or we actually end up doing some cool way to share it. But that conversation will only last for like about five to 10 minutes and then we move it on to the next thing. Right. Yeah. It's the same over here. Like there's not too many people that, I mean, you know, we, we touch on it briefly, but then it's like, you know, let's just get back to messing around or whatever, you know, it's like run some 2k or let's just talk about whatever in life, you know, it's hardly ever right. about, hardly ever really about work when it comes to like my close close friends but everybody else just enjoys talking about work i'm like man this is this this is let's just pump the brakes here uh, for, for me, um for me it's like i think i had to understand like that it's okay if some things aren't going too well at the moment or it's okay if you fail um i was going through this and like i, I failed at something and um you know that really put me in a place where i was like damn like all this work just for it to not work out and I'm, I'm 25 so I might be naive or a rookie or whatever but that's just how I was feeling and now I ended up here just finally just like taking a break because I feel like I've been on 24 25 8 since since like December of last year and man I just really needed to just like slow down so it's just a trip man but one thing I have learned in this burnout phase though is that I your body screams for it you just don't pay attention to it until it's too late so yeah it's it's a trip right and I would say, man, like, I've been meeting a lot of, like, younger folk. Um, it's weird to say younger because I'm, like, I, I'm young, too. I'm 31 years young, but. But to I, the internet, you know, you know how. Yeah, I'm meeting, I, bro, I'm meeting 18-year-olds just doing shit that I wish I was doing. I'm, like, I, but I do think back in my college, college day, I did do some cool stuff. But I think it's because of the internet and how things move and shift and stuff like that. I'm meeting folks that's, like working for big ass brands and they only like 21 and 22 
and all that type of stuff. And I'm like designing here and photographing this person. I'm like, God damn, man. Like, yeah. this is super dope. And then I also know people that's my age that get mad or not mad or they just kind of like, man, it's crazy. All these young, young, these young ass amateur photographers getting this and getting that. I'm like, <laughs> bro, I love it. You know, I think it's so tight. And that's one of my biggest inspirations is like other people making shit happen for themselves or whatever, especially like younger folks. Cause I'm like, get it, you know? Oh, no doubt. And I, I, I love to see it too. You know, I'm like, I, I love to see people just winning, winning this industry. Cause it's like, it lets me know that there's still room. You know what I mean? It lets me know that there's still opportunity in this. So yeah, I, I hear you on that one. This is what I wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit about. Um, how'd you get started in photography, man? Like, How's your journey been up to this point? Yeah, so I've been photographing for about 10 and a half years now. Um, I was always into portraits. Uh, I would say, like, from being, like, a child and always just, I tell, kind of tell a story a lot when I'm asking this question. It's more so for me, it's just, like, always being curious about my surroundings and, like, certain things that I see that I wish I would have had the opportunity to capture a freeze at that time. Uh, growing up in North City, St. Louis, I saw a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? I saw a lot of traumatic stuff, you know, that you would yeah. think would bother me or whatever to this day. Um, you can bite in the plane. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, you would think that, like, would bother me, but it necessarily didn't. Uh, give me one second. Hold on. Sorry. No worries. What we were just talking about, my bad. Oh, uh, man, I kind of, <laughs> I think, oh, yeah, it was um, how you got started in uh, photography. Oh, how I got started. Yeah. So, yeah. being, going back, being curious uh, about certain things and more so, like, being curious about, like, certain things in my surroundings and stuff like that and just, like, really wanting to, like, capture those things and, not being able to because I didn't have a camera or whatever at that, those times. And I also didn't know that that's what I wanted to do. I just more so thought that that particular moment was crazy from seeing a, I don't know, just like nature type thing, seeing a goddamn squirrel get captured by a hawk out of nowhere. It's just like, what the hell? Like this, this literally just happened in St. Louis. You know, this is some National Geographic shit I just saw happen right before my eyes, you know. And, you know, but I, I didn't, you know, I, it's, I, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't aspire to end up being a um, wildlife photographer or nothing like that. But at least it's like I can share that moment with my friends other than verbally talking to them about it. I could, like, show them and stuff like that. So... You know, for me, it was just like one of those things where I was just like, all right, I'm always curious about my surroundings and certain things. Um, I like fashion. I like people and stuff like that. Maybe maybe this is something I want to dive into, photography or whatever. And so I started saying that that's what I was going to do at the end of, like, my high school, like, end of, like, uh my senior year, I was like, I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to photograph, you know? Right. Um, so I was looking into school. I was actually looking into a school in Southern California. I forget the name of it, 
Uh, I actually applied for it. I didn't get into the school, but uh, it was some photo school, school or whatever. But uh, I, I just always think it's like, damn, what if I would have got into that school? You know what I'm saying? Where I would have ended up being or w- what type of career I would have now if my focus was like 100% on photography. Right. So, yeah, it, it's just more so, like I said, just make a long story short, um, I would say just growing up in a neighborhood I was in, man, and just being curious all the time uh, and wanting to freeze those particular moments. Right. That's uh, that's pretty cool, man. Because I I always hear that sentiment from um, from artists like they're just curious, they're just they're just you know wondering, they're just putting stuff together, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting sentiment. I think that we that we share. Yeah, and sometimes that can kind of sound creepy. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I and I you know I, I never like <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to the art artful nude photography game i think that's really i think that some of that stuff is really tight but now we live in a place where i don't know if you saw like recently where i who photographer that was it's some celebrity photographer this dude was like send me nudes telling oh, women to send him nudes or his something name. like yeah. that yeah and, like you gotta pay and all this and i'm like that was crazy ass <laughs> motherfuckers out here bro some sleazy ass you know, no, it's just like so to say, like I'm, I was just curious. Or I'm curious photographers, kind of, you know, I, I gotta feel <laughs> like I gotta find something else to say because that's, but, but I'm not photographing that stuff either, so you don't see that in my work. You know what I'm saying? But right. still, it's like it's like I, I, I do a male, a, a male photographer talking to a woman. It's like um, I want to photograph you. Why? Because I'm curious. You're like, what the yeah. fuck kind of shit is that? Yeah, like, no, nah, you just a, you just a creep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. No, I hear you. It's wild out here. Yeah, it is, it is wild out here for sure. Uh, yeah, man. The, yeah, that was that was hella creepy, man. There's some there's some crazy stuff going on out here, and people keep getting every single. I feel like every week, at least one person on my timeline, I see somebody get exposed or whatever. I'm like, dude, like, how many? You know how it much keeps happening. It just keeps keep happening, man. It's happening, and that's like something for me. It's just like, man, I don't want. I know I'm. First, I'm not gonna get caught up in nothing like that. First and foremost, I'm just not gonna put myself in a position. I got way too much to lose. But it's just like one of those things. It's like, why though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's my thing. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, this is true, man. Oh no! Some some crazy stuff going on out here. I actually just I just uh, interviewed somebody. Uh, it was like two episodes ago. He's a he's a male model, and we just we're talking about that too. It's just like man, like there's nothing you really can even do to protect yourself because some of these dudes are just in quote unquote positions of power or whatever, or they think they are. So they end up like kind of like playing somebody into a shoot, or they try and like use that quote unquote power or whatever they think they have. So. Yeah, it just it just messed yeah. up. You can't even do nothing to protect yourself if you're a model. You know, it's like you can bring a friend, but you know, I don't know. It's crazy. Um, right. Something I wanted to talk to you about, man. Uh, I I also want to say congratulations. I seen that your uh, your We Matter photo collection was going to be a part of a I want to say gallery or a capsule of some sort. Um, yeah. That was really dope. So, um, yeah. To yeah. Talk to us a little so, bit. Yeah, We Matter is going to be, I'm finally having a solo show 
with all the works from We Matter. Um, it's going to be at the Green. Um, it's a. I don't even know. This, this is my boy Curtis and Marquise. I don't want to butcher how they, what they call this space, uh-huh. but they sell clothes. But I also have a space dedicated to artists and the arts, and they host certain artists, photographers, whomever, um, visual artists That's dope. to put their works inside the space um, on top of like selling clothes. Um, so I'm showing my work there um, all in full August 30th. So uh, shameless plug, if you're in Columbia, Missouri, if this podcast dropped before, <laughs> if not, whatever, it's going to be up for three months at the Greens, We Matter. And also um, a piece from We Matter. I can't speak on that particular piece, but one of the pieces from We Matter is going to be uh, featured in the National Portrait Museum in D.C. at the Smithsonian. So that's like a really oh, that's, big, that's dope, crazy ass. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. That right there is just kind of, you know, solidified the year for me. Um, but honestly, the We Matter showing, being able to show this whole show um, at once has solidified a lot for me, especially within a black space. Yeah. Uh, this is a black owned space. Like that shit dope. That's, it's like both of them for me, like go hand in hand as far as like, I'm showing my work in this prestigious ass museum <laughs> gallery space. And then I'm showing it all at a homie's store, you know, a black owned space where like me and me and Curtis, man, we got history, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, I was there when this man received a, a grant um, scholarship, a full ride uh, for school, for grad school. And he just like broke down in tears. I'm photographing both eyes, ugly crying. I'm trying to catch uh, photos of him. And it's just crazy, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, cause Curtis is younger than me, too. And so now, like, how the how the world turns and you end up, having your artwork in a show I mean your artwork and within his space that he and his partner Martin, and the homie Marquise co-founded you know it's just tight you know what yeah, I'm saying like it's yeah, crazy it is. that is crazy man it's like how it's like it's crazy how all that tied in together you know what I mean like damn that's a trip it's man. weird like how things was, that, that shit chills like it gives me chills because I think back I'm like damn this was supposed to happen yeah, that's how I didn't know it was going to happen, but it was supposed to happen, you know? Right. So, how, yeah, it's, it's crazy, dude. Like, I'd I be going through that all, like, it feels like all the time. Like, I, I do something, like, I was struggling to achieve this thing, and I finally do it, and I'm like, damn. Exactly. This feels I mean, We spent like, so much time worrying, yeah. bro. I ain't going to lie, bro. <laughs> I'm a worrying-ass nigga, bro. I be worrying so much. I, mean, I ain't going to lie, be, man. man Bro, I'd be going through it, man. I'd be crying. <laughs> I'd be mad. I'd be upset. I'd be like, what are you going to do? And then, like, all this cool stuff happening, and everybody else on the outside thinks life is great, and all this type of stuff. And meanwhile, I'm like, want to be balled up. But I have, like I said, I got a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Yes, it's understandable. Being married and then having a child and I have a lot to look forward to and like a lot, but it's just, it's just, something's just hard. And I'll be a lying ass motherfucker if I'm sitting here and saying like, everything is cool all the time, yada, yada, yada. But you got that one thing that makes it look like that, social media. Social media yeah. make everybody's life look flawless, bro. It do. And it's just like, if you putting that shit out there to the universe like that, like I think, shout out to the people that that do I, that do have like the positive messages and stuff like that on their IG. I love when people do that. I I always think like, what what if I should do that type of stuff? But I'm just not. I rather talk about that stuff amongst my homies. I'm not the one that's going to get on the front face camera and start talking. I've done it before. It's right. very rare. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Shout out to the people who do it. It's just like me doing it or whatever. I cope different mm -hmm. and. You know, and then the ones us out here faking the funk and putting everything out, making things life is great. It's just like crazy. Like one of my biggest inspirations right now on IG is the homie um, uh, Marcus Troy. Uh, he has this new IG page called No Episodes, and uh, he just on there just talking just talking about real shit every day just real life moments and this is the person i used to follow for a long time man and just to see and see where he's grown and where he's come like where he's at now and yeah also having an honor to talk to dude you know what i'm saying like randomly at um uh, South by Southwest was just like even more tight, you know what I'm saying? And recently had a conversation with him, which had to meet up on some stuff. Uh, stuff fell through on my end, but like it just tight to have those type of connections, you know what I'm saying? Like Marcus Troy is just he's just he's just dope what he does, you know what I'm saying? And I just think his name is on Instagram is at Marcus Troy. Okay. M A R C U S T O, I mean, oh, T R O Y. Yes. And then the other, his other page is called No Episodes. It's N O Episodes. Gotcha. Um, yeah, man. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like, it daily, just, it's like, just daily reflections. Yeah. Daily. And it just on there reflecting about, you know, it's just because, it I don't know, you know, a lot of people are like this, man, faking and all this type of stuff. It's like, <laughs> I don't, no man, it's just, it's just a lot of people online faking, but it's no, a lot of people doing it that's real. No, it's you know, and it's out of his brother, his brother Nasca. Nasca was the first to buy a book that I, my first book I ever published, first and only book I've ever published so far. He was the first person to buy the book when it went on sale, which is fucking crazy. That is crazy, or whatever. So yeah, it's wild. <laughs> It's wild. Right. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's wild, man. And it's true though, man. People be on here bullshitting, you know, like trying to put up this thing where, you know, they just attract everything and the you know, and it, it, to an extent, man, you know, you and I believe in energy, so you know, you do attract certain I do too. I that, do too. I do, I do too. too. Man, but I don't like when people kinda like act like everything is just seamless, you know, because we go through yeah. And, th and that's how people yeah. end up, like other creatives end up in burnout phases or end up in like phases where it's like, fuck man, everybody else is like, they're on. Uh, how come I'm not on like this and that? Right. And they so, don't even know. They don't. <laughs> and it's crazy because it's like that person may not even tell you what they have to go through to get there because they don't want to 
tell their secrets or they don't want to make it seem like they never struggled. Motherfucker, you struggled before. You probably struggled to put your drawers on this morning. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. This is cool. It's all right. You're a human. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. do fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, man, that's that shit, and um, it's yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, also, too, like I'm I'm working on a uh, I'm working on a, on a coloring book just to kind of help people. It's an adult coloring book, so it's my my goal. The intent of it is to help you kind of like uh, get through the mental blocks and stuff. Because after experiencing this, I kind of want to do my best to make sure people who are going through it can kind of understand that you know everything's gonna be cool. So I'm um, I'm gonna put uh, affirmations in there. I'm gonna put you know, just some good words along with like, you know, some coloring patterns you can do and stuff like that. And that's, I don't know, like oh, all that's this so stuff. Hard, yeah, it's, that's so hard, dog. Yes. That's so hard. Please. I want to be, no, I want that. <laughs> can I pre-order it right now? Uh, man, on a Monday, I should, I should be ready to go on that, honestly. So I'll keep Wow. Appreciate yeah, that. I want to pre-order that right now. That's crazy. A homie of mine, Kariga Bailey, he just gave me a book where it has affirmations in it and, uh, he and then you can write notes alongside of the affirmation that he just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kariga is an amazing hip hop uh, musician, poet, father to be. Shout out to Fifi, shout out to Whole Soul Development. They are amazing people. And I ain't gonna lie, man, moving out here to the Bay and being able to meet the black people that I meet out here and like the level of excellence that they're on. Uh, and the level of like just putting out good energy and shit like that, man, mm-hmm. it's so dope. I never met this type of people before in my life. I hear that a lot like, too about that about that area. I hear that a lot. I think it's because I think it's because it's so rooted in blackness that they just like and a lot. Some of them aren't from here, but when they do get here, it's just like shit, man. You put me on, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and then plus too, like I feel like we always like. You know, as as a black people, I feel like we always want to just be a part of that energy, but we can't. Like we we seek it, but like it's like not always there. So we finally get in that space where we have, we have those like minded individuals that comes out of us. You know what I mean? Like right, right. <laughs> so it's funny how that works. Um, also, too, man. Like I, we talked a little bit about your like we matter, you know, photo collection, but um, you know, I didn't really get a touch on like what what it is exactly for the people who don't know. Um, to talk to us, like, what was the inspiration behind it? So I'll give you the first, the back end story, the first, what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so We Matter started off as a friend, as some homies of mine, new friends of mine who have a do-rag company called OG Royale. Uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Emeka. He lives out here in the Bay. It's his cousin's line. He was like, yo, my cousin got these do-rags and they'd be dope if you photograph them. Uh, photograph sound form for their website. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I do some uh, product shots, uh, product um, styling, editorial, whatever. Right. And so I got up with some homies, a good friend of mine, Junebug, Cameron, Michael, and Paul. Uh, Paul and Michael were the models, Junebug and uh Cameron were helping me with like style and set design and all this type of stuff. So I had some great support there. I had some, I had some heavy hitters with me, to say that. <laughs> so man, I'm taking these photographs and I'm just, it just felt good. You know, you know how you like doing something that just feels good. Like 
I'm a terrible ass cook. I can't cook worth nothing. But if I do feel like I'm cooking something, I feel like it's going to be good. It's going to be end up being good. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. that shit may not. But this time, I feel like I'm like, man, this this feels good. I got the film back, and I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, man, like I hit them up. I was like, bro, these photos. Like the volume that they are speaking right now, no disrespect to the brand and what y'all got going on, mm-hmm. but I don't want these just to live on Instagram and they just fizzle out. I see these photos. That's like it was. It was like they were valuable to me. Right. Um, you know, they they said a lot without 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 words. You know what I'm saying and. I was like, yo, man, I don't know what this feeling is, but I'm feeling it. And they understood. You know, they understood. They respected it. You know, they they took my word for it. And that's what happened. So I got up with another homie of mine. His name is Ryan Austin. And Ryan Austin is like a scholar. He's a author, a writer, a poet. He's, he's, super, he's super fucking smart. I got up with him and we were just talking about the photos, like what the photos mean to me. He was helping me dictate what these images mean, how, what they, how they make me feel because I couldn't really articulate. I couldn't really articulate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I wanted to put some language behind this work. And so what happened was we came up with, um, we matter explores the black American beauty traditions among black men. The intimacy that Walker depicts in each photograph erases the possibility of threat, often assigned to black men, and instead pushes the viewer to see the power of kinship within the black community. Um, Walker seeks to expand the, the notions of blackness by challenging the black American socialization of black men. So basically that's me saying like for those who like saying like what the hell did he just say <laughs> these photographs are of men wearing a do-rag what i call crown you know this is a form of material that protects us our hair but yeah. when i when we put this crown on it's just like one of those things it's kind of like a sense of royalty in a way you know what i'm saying because you're protecting your hair and then you're also in a process, it's a process, you know what I'm saying? You, you brush your hair, you put this on, you know, you're going to take that bitch off and it's going to be like, you waved up, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like we see those videos floating around, like the wave checks yeah, the wave and check. it just feels good. You know what I'm saying? But this what's crazy about this is it's been around for a long time. I've never had waves. I'll tell you a funny story in a second. I've never had waves. I never was like, that's something where I was like, man, I ain't got time to goddamn brush my hair every damn five seconds. Body's probably the time I heard that I ain't got time for it. But my <laughs> big brother, this motherfucker hair was crazy. And you know, everybody, I don't know if you have an older brother, but it's like I wanted to be like this motherfucker, right? Uh-huh. But tell me, this is when Cisco was around. So you already know where this is, might be going. Yeah. I just brought up Cisco, so it ain't going in a good direction. <laughs> Man, I put a goddamn perm in my head, bro. And my shit was laid down to my head. Look, <laughs> my shit. Look, you would have had. Look, you would. You literally, Danbury felt like you had to use a razor to pick my damn hair out off the scalp, bro. Shit was glued to my head. And, and guess what? I still ain't had no damn waves. I just damn. had some slick ass hair. 
Maybe <laughs> head ass. It was crazy. That it was crazy. crazy. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible wave check. If that shit was around for me, I would have got goddamn uh what's the fan man of uh what's it Apollo swept my ass off the yeah, stage, man. Would have booed you off the stage, man. <laughs> so weak. And so I was like, you know what? That shit ain't for me. I'ma always be the hair grown out ass nigga, no matter what. Locks, I had those, braids, uh, twist out fro, messy fro, whatever. I had hair in my head, you yeah. know, because the, the wave game was just not for me. <laughs> Although I did cut my hair off uh, to a low cut. Um, this is around the time where I had cut my locks off, but then around the time I had got in, uh, when I got engaged, I had a little haircut too. And I had the part going that part action going on so it's like i had a nice braid of hair that was just like cool i brushed it it did its thing it wasn't like wavy busting but it was just like it looked nice but i was kept aligning so that's where i was at yeah i mean but anyway once you got a lineup you know you're pretty much right good to go right not <laughs> right not to embark on a whole wave journey or whatever but this work is basically these photos like i look at them they're soft they're showing when, when I talked about the whole, the power of kinship, it's a photograph where I have both Michael and Paul wave caps tied together that, that bonds them. They're still they're together. Like it's the strings. It's like they're attached. Yeah. Um, Damn. That's cool. um, I'm, I'm talking about, thank you. I'm talking about like the possibilities of, of erasing threat. Meaning it's like, you don't look at me and I'm going to have this thing in my head, this, 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 this material, this cloth on my head because I'm a king. And I'm not trying to get into this whole, like, <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, what's the niggas, man, that be out here? The niggas. <laughs> king, queen. Oh, yeah. What's the yeah. motherfuckers? What's um, the, what they call them? You ain't talking about hoteps, are you? Hotep. Yeah, hotep. Shout out to the hoteps out there, whatever. But I ain't trying to be like that. But more so, I'm just looking at, like, you're not going to end my life based on I'm trying to have my shit together. You get what I'm saying? Uh, like, this is not a threat. This is not a threat to me. Why is it a threat to you? Oh, because I'm about to look a certain way or, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to style on your ass or I'm, I'm, I'm or I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I'm proud uh, yeah. of me. You know what I'm saying? And so what if I don't want to take it off when I get into this club or when I get into wherever I am, I, I I don't want to take it off because that shit ain't ready. It ain't ready yet. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. Yeah. Or, or this is a style. It's a part of me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm, I'm here about to have the same fun as you. And you trying to tell me what to do with this and that. I've never been the type to really like care for uh, dress codes, man. I do respect in some establishment. I get it. I get it. I swear to God, I do get it. But sometimes, <laughs> It's a place down on in uh, old Oakland, bro. That shit said no white tees, no uh, we're talking about like no white tee, no color tee. No, it said no plain tee, no plain oh, tee, like no plain tee, no hats, no. It, it had no to everything. Damn, you know no what I'm saying? Tea. I'm like, damn, shit. I'm like, shit. No me. You yeah, know what no, I'm saying? Yeah, no plain tee. Come on, that's my staple. You gotta give me a plain tee. Like a plain, nice t-shirt. You know how much I spent on this motherfucking t-shirt? <laughs> right. Three sixteen. This this goddamn, you know this this wash 
this t-shirt come on bro this ain't no this ain't no t-shirt you know yeah so that's it's just crazy you want me coming here with a goddamn button up on it's hard as hell no yeah, it's too hot for all that man <laughs> Goddamn, with the steve madden with the steve maddens and the damn slits on the side of your jeans cut you know <laughs> nah, i'm cool i'm cool on that fit they can have right. that. It can keep it. And you know what, man? I thought this was so cold. It's, it's two things for me. And I don't know if this is going to sound crazy or toxic, whatever they might semi-say it, but I like the fact that it wasn't, it didn't involve flowers. I like the fact that you embraced masculinity. Oh, yeah. I really, uh, yeah. I was like, man, that's that's cold because, you know, we don't we don't need to do that in order to lessen, I guess, the, like you said, the threat in order to, you know, we don't have to throw flowers behind our ear. And, you know, shout out to people who do that. Yeah. And that's wrong or nothing like, nothing like that. But I'm just saying, like, it was cool to just to see the other side, like, you know. Yeah. And it's, and it's a lot of do-rag work out there. Um, it's a lot of do-rag work out there. And so it's just like, for me, I also wasn't looking at this as competition. Like I said, my story was way different than the next man. So like John Edmonds, shout out to uh, John Edmonds. He's a amazing uh, photographer who also has captured work with the do rags and stuff like that. Um, it's it's so many. It's another photographer I want to definitely shout out. Uh, God dang, what's this? Now I got to get it real quick. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, Anthony Aki, uh, Anthony Akibola. Anthony Akibola, he's amazing. His work, he's a, he's Niger, he's Nigerian. I never met him before. I really want to acquire some of his work. I just haven't had the boss to hit him up about it. His name is at Hey It's Bunny. I mean Bun Bunny. H e y i t s b u n m i. And his work is incredible. Like he uses the do rags and he stretches stretches them on canvas. Oh, that's dope. And when I say this shit, whew, it's, it, it, it made me feel a certain way. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. Like, I can't wait to get this money so I can buy other artists' work. I swear to God, I'm slowly, for surely, just buying and acquiring, like, pieces <laughs> around and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, like, when it comes down to it and I start getting this bread, bread, I'm buying a lot of artist work. I swear to God, man, it's going to be, I, I, I can't wait. I Just can't wait. Up. I want my house to be full of all the artists and the upcoming artists, the Instagram artists, whatever you want to call them, what type of artist. I want my work. I want that work to be in my house. And I said, I don't want like nothing else. Like, of course I want that Deanna Lawson science piece. Science, Deanna Lawson is an amazing portrait photographer. She's from Rochester, New York. She's incredible. Her mom, her history her photo life history journey, whatever is crazy. Her father was a photographer and her mom used to work at Kodak as like a receptionist or something like that. Um, mm, I have to check that out. I have to check it out. But Deanna Lawson, she's crazy. I think it's Dina, Deanna Lawson. I don't want to butcher her name. I'm so sorry. I love you. Um, <laughs> but her work is crazy. Uh, she has a, a picture called Signs of, like, I think it's about four or five black men just standing there. They look, they look sweaty. It's outside at night. Definitely use the flash and they just throwing up games on her. Oh, that's dope. 
That's crazy. It's a beautiful photo. It's a super beautiful photo. But yeah, it, it's just like I want to get to a point where I'm collecting. You know what I'm saying? And right. you know, like that's so that's where that's we matter. I know another tangent. Sorry, y'all. That's this is what happens. <laughs> it's all good. It's um, when you love photos. But anyway, it's just like that work. This particular work, it, it really stood out from a lot of the other work that I've done in the past, and I really felt that. Uh, and man. And that's why I also I printed these shit so big because I, as much as I want you to see these photos, I want the photos to see you too. You know, right. I believe that these photos are alive. Uh, a friend of mine, she recently said uh, she wanted to come to my show, um, but you're not going to be there. Tell me I wasn't going to be there because she, well, she's not going to make the opening. There's, um, I was like, well, it's going to be up for three months to say you're not going to be there. I said, I am going to be there. My work is me. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. This is like, I, you, you, go, you go hang out with the work. You see me all the time. You know who I am. Go hang out with the work and let the work speak to you. And you speak back to it. You know? Right. Like I had to learn how to appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? The first thing you see people do nowadays when they go to the museum, and me too. Shout out. And me too. I'm not trying to say I don't do it. Um, but I'm definitely like, trying to fall back from it the first thing you see somebody do is pull their phone up and take a picture of the work so they can go post the shit and they don't spend no time with the work you know what i'm saying and it's just like you know and then now we got museums and dedicated to instagram like fucking the, uh oh shit i didn't know that ice cream <laughs> ice creams uh the museum of ice cream and the museum of this and that. You never heard of none of these museums? No, museum I never. Ice cream, the museum of, like the color know. factory and all this shit. No, oh, I didn't wow. even know. Yeah, there are museums that's more so set up for you to go inside and experience the whole shit with your phone. It's not like it's like required, but, but the business model behind it is that's what you're going to do. Oh, okay. And that's how you attract people. So the Color Factory is a museum that started out here. I think, yeah, yeah, started out here. And this woman, I'm pretty sure she caked up because I think they just started one in uh, New York too. It's basically a museum that's dedicated to certain floors of different colors or whatever. So you have the orange room and then it has like different type of works within the space. Oh, that's cool as hell. I never heard of this. That's dope. Yeah. The hell? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but so you just like it's like the intent is is for you to actually Instagram it like like that's the intent of the the of the space. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it like actually reads that, but that's how it got so popular. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, you don't really (laughs) know like the artists, and it's only so many artists that's in it anyway. It's like a lot of eye-catchy-ass moments. Like, there's a station where, um, where those macarons, you know, where the macaron cookie is? Yeah, yeah. It's a station with macaron cookies is basically coming out, right, and you just grab them and eat them. Like, different types of colors of macaron. <laughs> that is wild. That's yeah, so. Macaroons. And them, them shits, yeah. I'm not really a fan of macaroons, by the way. Them shits are kind of dry. I ain't really. Really? Yeah, they ain't really mm-hmm. my get down, man. I fuck up a macaron right quick. I ain't going to yeah. be like number one. My number one go-to section, forever chocolate chip cookies. 
Oh, of course. That's a staple. Yeah, but I, I know I ain't going to go with like that. But they go to some macarons right now. If I'm in yeah. Paris or some shit, of course, I'm going to go ahead and go grab some and stuff like that. But I, I mess with them. I remember one time, <laughs> my wife dogged my ass. I had a uh, bunch of Whole Foods, and I was like, I want some sweet. I brought some coconut macarons back. She said, you want some sweet and you make these weak-ass things back? That's what <laughs> you brought back? You might as well didn't get nothing. You might as well. Bet I'm getting some fruit. And she's going to be sweeter than them things, man. Exactly. I could have gotten damn, damn watermelon. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, man, speaking of watermelon, I love that yellow. Have you ever tried the yellow watermelon? Bro, let me see. Let me say this. <clears throat> I'm like, I just, I almost spit out this fucking coconut water and <laughs> hugged you through the phone. Yo, yellow watermelon is Shitting on the red, bro. Telling you, man, they gotta listen. It's elite. People don't know about that yellow watermelon, man. I had some of that shit. It was juicy to the motherfucker, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> that yellow watermelon fire. That's it crazy. Is. That's how I know you're a real one. That's oh, how I know you're a real one. Right, right off the bat. You can end the podcast right here. <laughs> uh, but you a fool, man. But yeah, nah, yeah, it's it's elite. It's up there. It's up there for me. It's 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 top two, and it's not two. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, really quick though, I mean, I want to want to talk to you about. So I want to get your perspective on it because um, this is the usual kind of sentiment on this podcast. But I want to uh, know from your perspective of why do you think um creatives are undervalued at times? So like, let's say for instance, like. Why do people constantly underprice themselves and how come the the client or whatever on the other end of that is only willing to pay a certain amount? Like you, you know, we, we see the we see the screenshots on like the Twitter and Instagram, like, oh, this person wanted this shit for free and this and that. Like what's, yeah. so, like, what, what's your perspective on it? So first off, as a creator, you gotta know your own worth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um a photographer told me this years ago. A photographer that I don't even, we don't even, we're not even cool anymore, but shout out to him anyways, you know. Um, he said that, you know, know your worth. And that always and it forever stuck with me. If you don't know your worth, then you can't expect anybody else to know it or respect it, you know. It's just, it is what it is, you know. I've done a lot of things starting off as a photographer that I just didn't, I would just, I didn't know. I didn't right. know that you can be getting twenty five thousand dollars from a fucking wedding. I started a wedding for five hundred dollars, bro. Damn. And I don't think that they knew either, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that this particular couple of family, they wasn't looking, I guess, for the most spectacular. As long as they had got photos where they can put on Facebook, oh, they good. You know what I'm saying? Country ass shit. <laughs> but like it's other people out here that's just like really taking it to the next level when it comes down to wedding photography and those are the top dollars you know I mean I learned early that wedding photography wasn't my jam so I was I'm at this point super good on taking those type of jobs because I don't care about that stuff you know right um but going back to like undervalue you work in, you work with people who I put it like this. There's a lot of people out here that isn't educated when it comes down to any artist, any people in the arts, period. Because they don't, like, it's almost like they're not looking at, like, damn, 
this is literally their job, which means this pays all their bills, puts food on their table, mm-hmm. and keeps a fucking home over their head. So they're not looking at it like that, bro. They look at it true. like this is a hobby. This is a hobby. And, you know, if I just give him or her this amount, it's going to be okay. Or if I don't pay them at all, it's okay. Right. And that's something, like I said, you got going back. You know, you got to know your worth, and, and you got to put yourself out there as something, as what you want to be looked, looked at. And, you know, that's how you want to be looked. Because I'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but after this Smithsonian shit, if I get any emails below, I'm, I'm not going to air out the number. But if people come at me sideways, because I, I am, I'm just not going to respond, bro. I'm going to be that motherfucker. Right. You know? Oh, hell like, yeah. Like, because at, at a certain point, you know what I'm saying? You got to know. You got to know. You got and then to. And if you are taking, and if you are taking particular gigs and you don't want to put that stuff out there, just tell a person don't put your name on it or keep this internal. You know what I'm saying? Or use an alias. You know what I'm saying? Like, something. Yeah. So you got to protect yourself. Yeah. But, and uh, so it's just like, and then, and then those are, then you got the people that just don't give a fuck, man. They just don't respect you, you know? And those are the people where you know you just don't want to fuck with. You know, these companies be out here lying. All these big That's ass true. companies that say they ain't got no budget and all that type of shit. Man, let me tell you, bro. If anybody tell you that, these big brands and stuff like that, they got it, bro. They, they, it's not even the fact that they lying. It's just the fact that they not trying to max it out their budget and to certain individuals or certain task needs, you know? Right. I hear but that. they definitely got the damn budget, you know what I'm saying? And then sometimes they do play that card where they are higher or look at you because, you know, your skin, this is how you look and this is what you versus motherfucking Sarah, you know what I'm saying? She, she'll get the bag and you getting hit with $1,500. Right, man. I'm telling and you, I, and, and look at it like this, and this, yeah, and this is how you, this is how you, as an artist, anybody out there, this is how you know your work. If that shit isn't matching your rent or doubling it or whatever, then you don't need to do it. Like per project, right out. Like, like, like per, like per project though, like, like. It all, it, like if it's like a big ass like production or something like that, like. If I'm shooting individual portraits or something like that, like the woman I told you about earlier, how she wanted me to shoot uh, portraits, like I'm not going to bust her head for uh, a one role of film, but she is going to pay for the film and pay for processing and pay me my initial fee that I have set for that. Oh, okay. okay. But any corporation like Facebook, Twitter, Pepsi, whomever, oh, they're getting taxed, bro. Flat out. Yes, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just so crazy how they play that budget shit on you. Oh, man, it's sick. <laughs> you know, um, it's funny, too, that you, well, that's not funny, but it's crazy that you bring up, too, the color of your skin and this and that. Like, when I got into photography, me being naive, I thought, man, well, you know, your work will speak for itself and this and that, whatever. Um, but then, like, uh, I was getting into real estate photography. I figured... And just for me, I figured, why not? I'm near all these nice houses over here in California. There's a market here. You know, whatever. I'll give it a try. So um, it was one of my first shoots. I had went to this house. Um, 
it's a, in a city called uh, Palos Verdes. So it's you know, kind of like a quote unquote, like a rich, richer area. Um, so I went up there and whatever I met with the realtors and this and that. And then they were just like, Oh, um, you know, I got there and then they canceled on me. Right. So when I got there, they canceled on me. I was like, okay, well that's cool. Whatever. I don't know what happened. They made up some, they made up some excuse like, um, this, this house isn't ready yet, but I was already there. So I went back home, whatever the next day, I think it was on a Saturday. So the next day they had emailed me and, um, they said that the, the homeowner wasn't comfortable with, with, with me. Like they just weren't comfortable with, you know, who I guess, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but they just weren't comfortable with me. They said in the email, I was like, wait, what, what do you mean by that? Like I wasn't doing anything. You guys know what I came here for, but I was like, damn, like, was it because I was like black or what, what was it? Yeah, exactly. Why? I was like, damn, dude, like, is this, is this for real? <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn. No, we live in a motherfucking twilight zone and we have been for a very long time. Yeah. But yeah. damn, to, to, to tell me, to tell me to go all the way home and I was there, that, that's what blew my mind. I was like, damn, it really means that much to y'all. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to sit in this white ass space, bro. I want to take pictures of you and get paid. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. That sounds that's good. That's what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I do. You, you think, Think I want to shoot your pale ass? It's gonna be hard to even edit you. You are <laughs> over over here looking like you about to disappear. Shit, <laughs> stop, man! Just stop it. That shit's just getting old and tired, man. You know? Yeah. It's like oh, you know, it's just like what what you what you thought? What time it was? Like when oh, everything is gonna look consistent, gonna look the same. It's gonna nah, man. I don't <laughs> even know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just crazy out here, I guess. That's, that's all I can say about it. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, I would say, like I said, don't undervalue yourself. If you are having trouble with pricing certain things, look it up. You know what I'm saying? Look up your favorite photographer and look into how they charge and what their breakdowns are and compare and contrast with your own self, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's honestly really good advice because that's something I didn't do in the beginning. I was, I ended up like probably doing shoots for like $50 a shoot and I, I was really, really, really crazy undervaluing myself. So as I got older though, I learned a little bit and I uh, try not to, you know, go under a certain amount and, you know, I just have some more respect on myself and understanding. So that's really good advice, man. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, it's something else out here. Um, so like what, so what are your plans, man, for the future? You know, you got this gallery thing going on. You know what I mean? The price is probably about to go up, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. so what's next for you? Man? Um, What's next for me? I really want to build out some type of space. Uh, I want to manifest some type of space where I can work out of and uh, work amongst some other creatives and, like, build out, like, programming and some type of structural strategy around, you know, sharing skills and skills with other artists and stuff like that, helping them out. And also just having some photo events, uh, people come in and talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. I don't want to focus on like a space like right. that. Uh, as far as photography and where I see myself in photography, just continue shooting. I want to put together a portrait book from all the portraits that I've been taking from over the years. Um, 
obviously I'm going to be a dad, <laughs> husband and all that, continue doing that good stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm in a great position at the job I'm at right now in Mexico and I'm doing some really cool things. Actually, like being able to work on shit that I'm really good at and I know how to really bring the culture out and just more so, you know, and shout out to my team that helped me get to where I am now. I, it wasn't a, a all-alone effort, you know, um, but it is definitely dope to that's, be in a space like that. That's cool, man. How is it working over there? Uh, it's just rather chill, you know what I'm saying? Like, every company has its problems. Um, but I think, for me, my my balance and what keeps me going is the fact that obviously I'm getting, you know, some nice, not some nice change. I can be able to take care of things. Right. I hear but, that. I mean, but beyond that, it, it's just, it just, it's just one thing that just carries me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dope, man. Yeah. That's real cool. It's really it's it's been a good it's been a good time talking to you, man. I forgot to say welcome to the show, but honestly, man, it's, it's been a good talk, man. Uh, I'm glad that you came. Oh, we can we can get that sound by the end. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but uh, no, man. Yeah. Uh, once again, I, I appreciate it. Um, wh- wh- where can the people find you? Like your work, your websites, anything you know coming up? Yeah, my website is www. Adrian, that's A-D-R-I-A-N-O, as in October, Walker, at G, I mean, yeah, Nigeria, dot com. I was going to get my email out, but yeah, AdrianOWalker.com, and then my Instagram, Twitter, and Visco is all the same, at A-Octavius, W. All right, man. Well, I think, I think we covered everything, actually, so, yeah, okay. man. Once again, I appreciate you for coming on, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk to you soon. All right, peace, peace. Thank you. All right, guys, and that will wrap up yet again another episode of the Creative Assist Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter or on Instagram at Creative Assist, and that's at C R E A T V A S S I S T, or you can find us at CreativeAssist.com. And yeah, guys, if you find any value in this, you know, feel free to leave a review. Give me some feedback. I want to hear you guys' opinions. Um, and yeah, once again, I appreciate all of you guys. Um, and I will talk to you next week for yet again another episode. Take care. <laughs>